It's time to start the podcast. It's time to hit the mics. It's time to start the podcast with Moon, P-Jug, and Hob. This is episode 50, 50 episodes of Moon, P-Jug, and Hobbs. Round of applause. Round of applause. And by the way, P-Jug has quit the podcast. She has not. She has. No, she didn't. She's out of the podcast. I'm now taking applications online to replace P-Jug. Just because P-Jug quits doesn't mean we have to just stop everything. We're moving on. We're down the road. We're way past her. Oh, my God. We're four minutes in, and we've already moved on as if she's a celebrity passing in the night. No, P-Jug will never die. P-Jug will be back. And then we got Hobbs. Hey, Hobbs. Hey, how are you? I came up with a list of questions for our guest. It's Greg Worst. Hey, Greg. What's up? When I first met Greg, we'll go through the whole thing. And this guy's got a story to tell, okay? It's worth listening to. We met at an MS event, and he was trying to raise money for, you know, multiple sclerosis, and he had a uh, a girl with him, and she was a good-looking young lady, and I thought, well, here's a nice couple, right? And so we talked, and it was fun, and there you go. Fast forward another year, same type of situation, same event, okay. same guy, same woman, right? And I'm like, well, here's a nice couple. Right. And then uh, we start talking further. We find out that he's from Iowa. He likes football. Uh, you know, we had a lot in common to talk about. Okay. And so and I'm thinking, well, why don't you come to my house and smoke a cigar? He thought, well, you're a huge celebrity. You will never have me over to your house. I don't uh-huh. think I thought that, but. <laughs> in his mind, he did. He was like, every once in a while, that's Moon's version of a make-a-wish. He just picks someone and then he just says, come over for a cigar. Bask in my glory. Actually, one of your friends had an, uh, an MS event. So before actually going to the uh, official man cave for a cigar, you had to kind of test the waters to make sure I wasn't a psycho. <laughs> we were talking about sexuality for some reason. You know how guys do. That's what I always assume you're talking about in the garage. Absolutely. And, and so uh, I start mentioning the word fag hag. Okay. And whether or not that's a bad word or a good word. It's uh, kind of derogatory no matter how you say it, though. And to whom? And about anything. I mean, I think the only time you can say that, I think the only time you can say fag is when you're smoking in England. Because that's (laughs) the nickname for cigarettes there. But I think that's kind of the only time it's okay. Fag is a horrible word. You remember the little faggot with the earring and the makeup. That's his own hair. Yeah. The little (laughs) faggot has his own jet airplane. Okay. The little faggot, he's a millionaire. Oh, my God. Why are you seeing dire straits, first of all? (laughs) I mean, you went way back. Do you know how many decades you had to go back for that justification for your argument there? Like, you had to go way back. Check this out. Now, I was on the air in Denver when that song came out. Yeah. Right? And I'll never forget it because, you know, do you edit that or do you let it roll? You know, it's hard. I know a decision you made. You just recited it. Well, no, I didn't get a chance to, you know, choose the radio edits of what was being played or not played. Greg and I are sitting in the garage or whatever, talking about fag hags. And, uh, and I said, well, I have somebody in my life and and that's, that's what she calls herself is a fag hag. 
because she likes gay males. Okay. And she's a straight woman who likes gay men? Yes. And, okay. then, and then Greg jumps in after two years and says, well, maybe I could be her friend. And I said, shut up. You didn't tell me for more than two years you were gay. What's wrong with you? Oh, my God. Right? And, and, and so, and this is a testament <laughs> to the fact of how okay I am with the whole, uh, you know, gay thing. Okay? I was with this man for two years sharing the most intimate of everything. And if I would have had any, you know, sense of uh, or, or used anything that was derogatory, he would have addressed that or he would have wondered what was wrong with me or he wouldn't have wanted to hang out. That's for damn sure. And we became besties. Now he's in my will. There you go. There you go. Now let Greg talk. Okay, Greg. I, I think the term fag hag probably uh, doesn't fly over too much nowadays, but. I don't know. Years ago, it was probably cool. But there's a funny story about when we first started hanging out um, before he knew. So setting up the, the the smoke date, basically, and we have to plan out, you know, how much time it takes to smoke a cigar because, you know, Pee Wee uh, makes dinner and you have to be at the dinner table and, yes, and they're ready for the food, right? Mm-hmm. So he's texting me and says, how long is yours? And I'm like, God, I can go there um, <laughs> many different ways with this. And I just replied with, um, I have a, a various amounts of lengths. Um, how long do you like it? Or I don't remember what I said. <laughs> and you were referring to your cigar. Yes, you were referring to the cigar as well. And I'm like, okay, this could turn out to be pretty funny. But I just yeah. like, all right, I just left it alone because I wasn't ready to go into those conversations I, I can't believe you still went like were you scared like you were in some kind of a weird like you know suburban swinger setup what what, what are you packing it was mildly interesting <laughs> just like hmm. and that's what she said okay <laughs> so anyway so now uh he's out and but there was something that was even was deeper in the darkness uh that we have yet to discover in this podcast episode 50 of moon P Jug and Hobbs, and that name sticking, even if the voice isn't. Greg, uh, if you can look on our screen, you'll see his last name is spelled W U R S T. I called him this for more than two years, and his real name is Worth W U R T H. And I call him Worst for two years because he kept saying, You're my worst friend. And I'm just yeah. like, I just left it alone. You just let him. You just let him have the punchline, didn't you? Greg is like, you know what? This is giving him a lot of joy. Um, just just saying this over and over again. I'm gonna let him have this one. I didn't realize that he actually was like meant it that way when he was saying it. But then P Jug was writing something down and wrote my name, and I'm like, um, you do know that's spelt wrong, right? <laughs> Two years and he's later, still hung out with him. He's calling you the worst friend. You have no frame of reference for why he's saying that, and it's just a misunderstanding because he didn't know what your last name was. Okay, all right, I'm caught up. This is now racing around the the nation, and yes. people are stealing it from Moon, P Jug, and Hobbs. Are you ready? I'm ready. Two questions with Putin. Everybody gets to ask. Two questions of Putin. Okay. And, and last week, man, we had some great questions. This week, let's see what we got now. I can start 
this week because last week I went last. Okay. Okay. But we're, we're limited on questions because there's no pee jug because okay. she, she could have had two questions with Putin. She could have that. Now she just avoided that. Here's my two questions. Do you like prison food? Here's my second one. I like this one even better. Could I see a screenshot of your browser history? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Zing. Uh, right? <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome to get on his you know, browser and check what he's been looking at? You don't speak Russian. But I mean, I could just hit the link and look at the pictures. True. What if it was just like American Idol? And you're like, really? <laughs> you know, like... Okay, dude. Like yeah. When that whole thing about Trump came out when he was when he was with the what's her name Stormy Daniels. Yeah. The favorite part of my favorite part of that story of all time was that after they did it, because you you can't make up this detail. He wanted to lay down and watch Shark Week. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's what Putin watches? It's just like it's just Shark Week. It's just all National Geographic and like 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 cheetahs just chasing down little antelopes and that. Okay, Hobbs, your turn. Okay, two questions with Putin. Yeah, I didn't know this is going to be a thing now, so I didn't care. But let's say I just bump into him in a in a cab, I guess, right? Okay. okay. Um, do you have sex? If he does, what's your fetish? Because I could see it going a couple ways. Like he could be like, "I'm so in control at work all day long. You know, just put me in a dog collar." And you know, and beat me. And what? Yeah, and what? Yeah, make me scrub the floors, do stuff like that. Tell me I'm a bad child. Dress up like my mother. You know, I mean, stuff like that. Whatever it is for him, I would. I would be curious about his sexuality because when people are overly aggressive, I find it's because they're compensating for some other frustration. Yeah. So yeah. here's the here's this begs to ask this question: Is Putin packing? I don't know. Either because because the argument can be made both ways. People always think, oh, you know, if he's got a small penis, he has insecurities, and so he's aggressive, right? But dudes with big penises are also aggressive for the same reason. I have a big penis. So really, you, you don't know. What if it's just like average or it's like bent real weird? No. That's, <laughs> like a, an angle to it. That's a condition. Did you know that? Uh, yes, I've, I've witnessed it. Really? I am aware. I'm like, you're going to have to be on the other side of the bed for this to work. Like, that's right. Why is it? Why is it pointing that way? It's like half an onion ring. Oh my God. Well, one guy told me it was because he broke his arm. He was like a chronic masturbator as a child <laughs> and he broke his arm, his left arm or his right arm that he always used. So he had to start learning with his left. And I swear to God, the sucker goes left. Like super hard. It's a hard left. Okay. It's actually a hard left. I can't believe I just put that together now. This is episode 50 of Moon P. Jugged Oz. Okay. So those okay, so Greg, worst. Uh first of all, do you think Putin's back? No, I don't think about that. That's gross. Okay, good. Now what are your two questions with Putin? I would ask him, do you enjoy sunny days? There you That'd go. Be nice to know. Yeah, I wonder if he's that positive. Who knows? And at uh, what age did he sell his soul? Ah, well, there you go. That's the end of today's edition of <laughs> Two Questions with Putin. Okay, so Pierre, I think ready? we should keep this bit. I like this bit. Uh, I do too. Why not? It's just as it's just as good as any other bit we used to do. Yeah, I agree. It's better than most. Greg, did you ever hear Moon? Like, I remember we're we're about ready to go live, and I'm like, and he would he would get this little look in his eye, and I'm like, oh god, 
we're 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 going into uncharted territories. He's going to ask something, and uh, I I couldn't believe it. He asked, "What direction are you going?" <laughs> Texas. What direction you're going? And I was like, "This is oh my god, this is the craziest bit." And the phones lit up, and the text messages lit up. It was the most <laughs> successful break of the day. Well, I was going a little southwest for a minute there, and then I decided to do, uh, you know, I decided to go eastbound, you know, I remember I brought my wallet, and then, like, I mean, people love that, or, like, what smell are you smelling? Phones would light up. Love it. You know, those things really were masterpieces. <laughs> they really were. Masterpieces, which, is, exactly. which is really sad. That's the sad state of affairs in America. Uh, you know, I want to give you a COVID update. Can I do that real quick? Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Because we haven't been talking about this for two years. Okay. I know. Yes. Well, and, you know, and that was the thing the other night on one of the networks, they had 24 months of COVID. It was like a two hour special where they started, where the whole thing was in Wuhan and how it progressed and blah, 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 blah. I couldn't even watch it. Yeah, right? don't watch that. I turned it off. Right? We lived it. We don't need to watch it. COVID hit when I was in Florida. Yep. Okay. That was the very earliest stages where uh, Governor Ron DeSantis did not close the state of Florida yeah. for spring break. Right. Uh, and then after spring break, they actually had uh, Florida state troopers stopping people from Alabama or anywhere that were coming in, yep. not letting anybody in, right? Yep. But they, they wanted that money from spring break and then they bailed. Yeah, okay. I know. I remember because it was exactly like the plot line for the movie Jaws. The yeah. mayor wants the summer vacation people. Yep. And because of the tourism. And then uh, kid gets eaten. Since that time, because I take a drug that wipes out all the vaccines, I have had zero antibodies. Yep. And I had two doctors say that, you know, knowing your health condition, you don't have an immune system. If you get COVID, there's a really high chance that you will not make that. Right. And right. they just they just said it right there, right. both of them. Well, and I, I didn't ask, they just told me. Yep. Okay. So so because of that, I don't ever leave my house. I don't go anywhere. I haven't been to physical therapy in over two years and I need it every day. Mm -hmm. And so that's been not good. Uh, but now after four vaccines and no antibodies, I find out of a drug called Evo Shield. Okay. Right. And I had no idea what that was. So I looked it up on Google and I tried to get some from my hospital. We visited this a little bit last week. Uh, I couldn't get it at my regular doctor. I went to Mayo. Mayo had 300 doses uh, that were available for 10,000 people who wanted it. And they put me in a lottery. And I know I'm never going to get that. Boom. My neurologist talked to somebody that had some. And the next thing you know, I just went and got my shots yesterday okay with three and a half or four inch needles into Ooh. the intermuscular oh gosh right? and uh there you go i now am way better off than i was yesterday for covid right? yay well honey I, you've been so isolated you guys have just been trapped up in that house and then it's winter you know yeah. so you can't even like just you know go out around the cul-de-sac or you know now that it's uh, i've got this shot mm -hmm. i'll be able to start you know moving around it doesn't Good. give me complete freedom sure sure you know you still you gotta have probably to... avoid the large the large groups for a while yet yeah yeah 
And I mean, you know, I got a wedding coming up. It's 300 and some people. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, those things can be super spreaders. Yeah. And the new variant happens to be covered by this drug I just took. Oh, so. very good. Very yes. good. So, yeah. Wear your mask. Can I give it a COVID update? Yes. Still haven't gotten COVID. Boom. Yay. Good. <laughs> yes. Did you get it, Greg? I don't think I did. If I did it, I was asymptomatic because I never. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was vaccinated, but. But I, I do have a horrible story about my vaccine shot, my first one. Mm-hmm. And you got Johnson and Johnson. I got the Johnson and Johnson one. And I woke up about two in the morning, just kind of like, you know, I'm cold, you know, and and then it's like a little bit later, I'm now I'm freezing and it's like, okay, I got to get up and put some, you know, a sweater on, whatever, pull the covers back. And I'm just like, okay, that's not going to work. And I got up and I was shivering so hard that I could barely walk across the floor. And I thought I was going to bite through my tongue because I was chattering so hard. And I went and got a hot pad, heated it up and popped some Tylenol and then I felt better and um, what is it? Had a mild fever the rest of the day and went to work from my from home and was just horrible. And then that next morning, I woke up again at like two in the morning and just felt like a brand new man. Just it was just crazy. But since then, I have uh, had uh, was it my boosters? So I went and got the Moderna, and everything is great. And actually, Greg uh, is with somebody that has a impaired immune system as well. I know him like the back of my hand. He's just a cautious man. Sidetrack. Um, why do you have to know someone like the back of your hand? Why can't it be the palm of your hand? Isn't that a little bit more intimate? I do too. I think that's great. <laughs> Cause you don't touch your pecker with the back side of your hand. It's always the palm. Oh right? God. <laughs> that's twice. We've talked about it. <laughs> well, about peckers. Here, let me give you a show about peckers. Oh my God, you guys, uh, you know, we always talk about what we're watching. Somebody uh, told me to watch Minx. Minx is on HBO Max. And I'm thinking, well, what is it? And he goes, well, you know, it's all set in the 70s. Okay. And it was a time when women were trying to be treated fairly. Yeah. But this was like the very beginning of feminism Mm -hmm. before Cosmo magazine came out and all that stuff. You know, you saw all the seventies cars, you got the seventies leisure suits, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the seventies haircuts. It's the whole deal. And there was a woman that had an idea for a magazine that women would want to buy because at that time there was playboy magazine, but there was really nothing else that would feature guys. And so what happens is this woman goes to an, uh, like a convention where there are different publish houses that are looking for, you know, book ideas Mm -hmm. or things to publish. But because she was a woman, none of the guys would take her seriously. Sure. One of those publishers overheard her conversation with the other people. And he's like, Hey, can I speak to you? He goes, you know, I love your idea and I'm a publisher, but you know, feminism right now to try and shove it down the, you know, throats of America from being absolutely nothing that women, you know, had said were ever taken seriously, right? To do that all at once is too much. It's like when you give a pill to a dog, you got to put it in some peanut butter and kind of hide it a little bit. And I've got an idea for your magazine. We will take your feministic pieces, okay? But in between those feministic pieces, we're going to have pictures of naked men. Okay. And we're going to call it Minx. 
Okay. These were before the famous shot of Burt Reynolds on the bearskin rug. Oh, love that. I think it wasn't, it wasn't, was it Cosmo? It was Cosmo. Anyway, what ends up happening is this woman, you know, starts getting this magazine published and they've got pictures of naked men. Yep. Every episode, you're going to see probably at least 10 to 15 penises. Well, let me write this down. What's it called? How do I spell it again? Minx, M-I-N-X. Excellent. All right. I will be tuning in. Yeah. So you need to take a look at that. And by the way, what else are we watching here at the house? It's called The Cabin with Burt Kreischer. He's the guy that never, ever puts his shirt on to do his stand-up. Yeah. Okay? Here's what's going on with him. He knows at the rate he's living, with the amount of travel he does, with the amount of stand-up he does, with the amount of airlines he flies, with all that stuff, he's drinking, eating out every night. You know, he's gaining weight. He knows he's probably going to blow up and have a heart attack, right? And so he and his wife both, you know, say, you know something? You're a father. You need to calm down. You got He's like, I've got an idea. I want to go find some inner peace. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to rent a cabin out in the middle of nowhere. And I'm going to just meditate and, you know, just slow down almost to a complete stop. So he rents this place and he is such a type A personality. He starts getting bored and he wants to do something. So he calls her back and he goes, hey, you know something? I went from working way, way, way too much to now I'm not doing anything. So I need to find some middle ground. And I've come up with a way to do that. I'm going to make my stay here at the cabin a television show. Yeah. Right? I've heard, I've heard, I haven't watched it, but I, I heard when it was in production, I heard about this project. Well, they wanted to eat lean meat. Okay. And he invited a couple other uh, comics to come visit. And the lean meat that they got was an emu. Sure. Okay. But the thing about it was they didn't butcher it. They delivered it in a big cooler with feathers on it and everything else. And so now Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura have to butcher an emu and they use a chainsaw. Oh my God. Right? And it just goes downhill from there. Oh my God. It is just about the most bizarre show. Yeah. Oh my God. Is it, that sounds right. It's really funny. <laughs> uh, I'm watching another one called The Island. Good concept for the show. Don't know how much I like it. It's on Netflix. Um, ten people wake up on a beach, but none of them remember who they are or where they've been and okay. why. They don't even know where they're at. I think I know why you relate to this subject matter, but go on. You've woken up on a beach not remembering how you got there, right? It was Margaritaville. <laughs> it was Margaritaville. Because <laughs> I know yeah. I have. I've woken up on a beach and gone, huh? Do you know that I got so hammered and passed out on a beach I got like a sunburn that I had to go to the hospital for. Oh my God, no. It was horrible. Ooh, that's yeah, bad. That's drunk. Yeah, that is that's drunk. really drunk. The thing about Pam. Oh my God, is, shut up. Greg, you just reacted too. Greg, are you watching I, the thing about Pam? I'm not caught up, but I hate her so much. <laughs> I know. Oh, and she, that is not how the courtrooms go. That's not how it works. And it's just <laughs> irritating. God, I want to just push her. How can she make that transformation? It is crazy. It is. It is. Renee Zellweger 
I mean, it, she's almost unrecognizable. Like, I yeah. mean, she's so recognizable and we all like, I love her and grew up with her. I feel like, you know, I was about her, the age of her character when Bridget Jones diary came out. I'm like, I relate. You know what I mean? Always writing down what your weight is and how much alcohol you had the night before in your diary. But she's really good. And she's, we've always known that well, I've, I've known for a long time that she's a really good actress. And she actually really nailed when she played um, Judy Garland. Yeah. Um, the the movie Judy, which was kind of the documentation of the last kind of, you know, before she died. But man, she is evil. You just want to punch her in the throat. I want to take that plastic cup and straw and jam it in her eye. Well, I know the way she sips on that soda pop and there's always soda. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) whenever I'm done talking and you're annoying me. And she's Uh like people that like legitimately have real reasons to be like absolutely infuriated with her. She's like, they're bugging me. By the way, this is us last night. Uh, and we're recording this on a Wednesday, by the way. You're probably hearing on a on a different day, but we Friday. put we put these podcasts up on Friday. But uh, this is us last night. Oh man, holy smokes! I haven't was... watched this season at all. You know uh, what? I've... I've got enough real things to cry about. I don't yeah. need appointment television to remind me of more things to cry about. This one uh, was about Kate's son. She and, had a baby. Uh, I, I knew she was gonna have a baby. Well, I think I'm, maybe I missed two seasons. Yeah, I only really okay. used to watch it because everybody on the planet was watching it, and I just wanted to see what was going on. And I mean, it's cute, but also too like, I don't know. It's no Bert Kreischer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I prefer watching an emu get brutalized <laughs> to Chrissy's storyline. Mm. Has anyone watched that uh, Pam and Tommy? Yes. Yes, I did. Yes, I, I did. Cannot believe it talked to you. It talked. Yes. It talks to him. That's yeah. They, <laughs> they do a great yeah. It's like what episode two or three, because <laughs> if you remember, you know the Pam Anderson Tom and it's and Tommy Lee sex tape. This is all about how that actually got stolen from them. That's and released onto the internet. So it's, and it's crazy, but like mm. it covers so much stuff and also how little, you know, like how notable Pamela Anderson was and how much, how little control she had over her own storyline in life. And which was really a lot of it was total bullshit. So Tommy Lee's wiener is pretty famous. And uh, now we're talking about wieners again <laughs> and uh, they animate it moon. Like it, like it, like it's like, it's talking. Wow. It's and, quite disturbing. I mean, don't you guys just talk to your wiener? I mean, I feel like that's just someone just expressing what really does happen. <laughs> well, I think that the guys sometimes name their wieners. What's your wiener's name? Herman. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> What's the origin story on Herman? Herman Munster. <laughs> Munster? <laughs> that was supposed to be the uh the thought, yeah. Herman. Uh you know, this is the fourth time we've talked about peckers on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg is in my will to take some of my ashes okay. to a, a golf course in Denver, Colorado. I watched the thing on cremation the other night. Holy smokes! Oh my god! <laughs> Why did you watch the thing? Holy smokes! Really, dude? <laughs> you know, if you name each one of your body parts, we could just put that in each urn. Yeah. So. Herman gets a smaller urn. <laughs> no, he gets the mega urn. The- <laughs> it's the biggest urn, bigger than a leg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's what I call an affliction or an addiction. 
Anyway. Are you going to ask me what I'm watching or no? What are you watching? <laughs> Cobbs? I'm not going to tell you now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, definitely watching, as we discussed, Pam. Um, both of them. But uh, I'm really loving Winning Time on HBO. Really? And it's the kind of the rise of the Lakers in the late 70s, early 80s. And it's Magic Johnson getting recruited out of high school and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and like the whole background of how they kind of reinvented basketball. Because at that time, basketball wasn't even pulling the viewing numbers of like bowling. Yeah. Bowling was more popular than basketball. And that's kind of hard to imagine. So... It's really good, but it's Adam McKay and Adam McKay is a famous director and producer and he's most famous for working with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. And they, and that's part of why they had a falling out because uh, Will Ferrell wanted to play this part and he gave it to John C. Riley instead. And so now Will Ferrell and Adam McKay like kind of aren't friends. But it, so it's interesting, but no one else could play it like him. It would be, it would, it wouldn't work as well if it was Will Ferrell in that character, but I, I don't think, but it's really good. And you see like Paula Abdul because she was one of the original Laker girls and, and the choreographer, because they wanted like all the cheerleaders to just be like old timey, like college cheerleaders. Right. And he's like, this guy likes to part. The guy who buys the team likes to party at the playboy mansion and get drunk and has lots of girlfriends and is completely unfaithful. So he's like, no, I want some, I want sex. I want, I want some like good looking girls out there just swinging it and whatever. And Paul Abdul was one of the original choreographers of it. So I think if you are, even if you're not a basketball fan and I'm not, it's a really interesting show. Yeah, there's been a lot of great basketball being played. I mean, the Final Four just wrapped up. I won money on that. that oh, did you? Oh, did yeah. you? Who did you bet on? Well, I took uh, North Carolina plus four points. Mm -hmm. Kansas had to give four, and they won by three. Okay. How does how does Vegas do that? Figure out those scores that close every single game. If they if they put a hundred games on the board for you to bet on, I mean, there's very few games that aren't close to what the spread is mm -hmm. and there's injuries there's you know weather conditions there's yep. illness i mean yep. there's there's all of these things and vegas still knows yeah it's creepy and, and you know what i'm thinking i'm thinking the whole world is becoming analytics right where everything is analyzed by computer to give the best odds of absolute turnouts mm -hmm. right and that's the thing that's so insane. Our world has become that. I remember when you used to be able to like walk down the street. Now we have to have Google Maps to walk to the mailbox, right? It's terrible. Well, you need to talk to your doctor if that's actually a thing for you. Right? <laughs> that's, that, that shouldn't be a thing. Yesterday, I'm at my neurologist's office, right? Yeah. And I was seeing his uh, nurse practitioner. Okay. Okay. And I know the neurologist really well. And every time I go there, I try to get fruit snacks. The Welch's, they're the best fruit snacks ever. He will crush some fruit snacks. You will yeah. cr you will crush any snack, really. But like, <laughs> snacks, I've seen you nail some fruit snacks like you're a four-year-old at Belly Fair. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they've got fruit snacks down in this infusion center where all the chemo patients go. So I zip down there even when I don't now, have Now, were you those. supposed to be eating the chemo patient snacks? <laughs> no. No, I, but I always go down there anyway because from people going through chemo. All right, 
So uh, I go into my examining room and I'm with this, uh, you know, examination and he walks in and the first thing he says to my doctor is, have you done the rectal exam yet? (laughs) (laughs) He's a neurologist. Uh, You know, what we haven't talked about is Greg's travels. He's went to China many times. You're not in the same exact line of work now. he's He's always been a buyer. Correct. And for people who do, don't know what buyers do, tell them what they do. They buy stuff. They buy stuff, but in the right setting, uh, buying is pretty much 10% of a buyer's job. The rest of it is um, following up with uh, past dues. You know, where's my stuff? Where's my product? You know, why is the price going up? Trying to find new suppliers, uh, quality issues, um, returns. In my previous line of work, um, I was traveling once, sometimes twice a year to uh, China and Thailand. It had some really great experiences. The food was amazing. I think the culture was wonderful, very nice. Um, In the current role I have, there's still opportunity to visit uh, certain areas of China. Um, My main vendor is out of South Korea, so I have a different region now. And prior to all this new stuff, my my venture that I was on was actually exploring and and, um, finding suppliers in India. So oh, had COVID not happened, I would have been to India a couple of times, but I'm kind of, I'm on the fence on whether that's a good thing or not. If I missed that boat, because from other stories I've heard, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. So, I don't think you guys uh, probably listened last week. I know Hobbs and I didn't listen. We were on. <laughs> uh, our guest had just gotten back from Israel. Yes. Yes. And he just went to the tomb where Jesus was and the whole mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. Mount Olivet. He had all the, you know, the, the different, you know, terms that you've heard before out of the Bible, and we had a little bit of a religious conversation last week. We've been covering all the things you're not supposed to talk about. The last two days, it was China's uh, tomb sweeping festival. What's oh. that? Well, you find a tomb and sweep it out. Oh, I like that. I don't know. Moon's gonna start that here because he like he wants he wants his tomb to look really good and he wants it tip top. I want a tombstone that has a motion sensor on it so that when people walk by, I come up in a hologram and flip them off. Yep. <laughs> yep. So classy. Yeah. I, yeah. That. I think that would be great because I mean it would make people laugh for decades. Sure. Right? And it's family friendly. Oh yeah. Showing showing the kids. <laughs> How to flip someone off? Yeah. Let's talk about places that we want to travel. Uh, you know, Hobbs just got back from Texas, yep. and she was very disturbed about getting here because it's been dismal, raining, yeah. gray, some snow. We're mid-April, so uh, what do you think? And you even mentioned, hey, it wouldn't be such a bad idea to live in Texas. No, well, I've always liked Austin, and God, I could kick myself, but back in. About 2006, I was seriously considering buying a house there. And man, I wish I would have, because you could still buy a house there for $140,000. That's probably a six or $700,000 house now. And uh, this winter is just kind of taking, the the last couple of years of just being trapped inside all the time, first of all, has taken it out of me. But like this, this six month thing is driving, it's longer than six months because usually it turns bad in October. And it doesn't get right until mid-May because my birthday is May 19th. And almost every year it rains on my birthday. And almost every year it's like 50 on my birthday. 
Like there might be a 70 or 75 degree day around there, but I can guarantee you it will not be my birthday. So it's just like, man, when you think about it, like in terms of that, it's more like eight months, not six. I remember every time it got to 50 degrees in March, that's when I got my motorcycle out and rode it to work. Yeah. And I mean, it was cold, man. Oh yeah. It was 50 when I went, but when I went home, it was like 35 and I was going 70. Yep. And so there's your wind chill. Figure that one out, math nerds. Is it a real thing? I think they just make it up. They're like, I think they just walk outside and like, eh, it feels like four. The weather's been so weird, especially in the South. I mean, there's been tornadoes just. Oh, yeah, there was tornadoes when I was down in Texas. And then everybody's texting me. And I'm like, you know, you guys are all worried about me and tornadoes in Texas. We have tornadoes every summer in Minnesota. No one texts me. I had people like, are you in Texas? Like, <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, yeah, the, the sky didn't even turn green. I've been within 150 yards of a real tornado. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. And it was in Texas. Yeah. Yep. Flew right over the top of my house. Came down about an eighth of a mile away, maybe, I don't know, four blocks. Okay. And smashed up a bunch of stuff. Hit a mall. Ripped oh, up, Ripped up a Dillard's store. And it was one of the flagships. Not a Dillard's. Yep. A Dillard's. <laughs> Dillard's. Dillard's is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there's another one called Steinmart that's pretty good down there. Yeah, I don't know that one. Dillard's. I Dillard's is big in Florida. I found my pants for the upcoming wedding I'm going to. Oh, yeah. Are they uh, Jamma jeans? Uh, they're kind of like that. Okay. That it's not a, the shirt you're wearing now, right? It's not the shirt I'm wearing okay, now. Okay. All right. Greg, you know, it's been a lot of fun getting to know you a little bit better. Uh, you know, you're a wonderful friend. Uh, if everybody in the world could have a friend like Greg, it would be the best damn life they've ever had. Thank you, my Aww. friend. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks for having me on the show. And it's been a delight. And it's it's a, a nice look into, you know, the world that the both of you, you know, live in and do. And it, it's for me, it's like, you know, it's almost kind of awkward because I don't sit there and talk to people and who well, I do, but not, you know, to your guys's caliber. So no, <laughs> thank you for <laughs> oh my god i love him he just said that he regarded our show with caliber that's that right amazing. <laughs> zero caliber <laughs> to say that no <laughs> that's right checks in the mail that's episode right. 50 moon p jug and hobbs it's time to end the podcast it's time to shut off the mics it's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes You need to share this podcast with friends in cars or bikes. It's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes. Why do you always listen? I guess we'll never know. A fat guy in a wheelchair. What the does he know? It's time to end the podcast. It's time to get some likes. Go to your computer, type it in, and you're going to win. We are out of lyrics in Boopy Jug and Hobbs. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Let's put this show out of its misery. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.